it's the real hip hop. Hip -hop. Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz, and you're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. On this episode, I talk to Don Will and Vaughn P. of Tanya Morgan. Their latest release, titled Don and Vaughn, is modern music with the same production elements that were featured on their early releases. Don and Vaughn caters to longtime Tanya Morgan fans while inviting new fans along for the ride. In this episode, Vaughn P. and Don Will talk about the longevity of their group, they dive deep into the problem of police brutality, and discuss their new album, Don and Vaughn. Was this the first Tanya Morgan album since Moonlighting that was done with you two guys in different states? No, no. Um, okay. You know what? That's a, actually when I'm thinking about it, we have done most of them. I think the only ones we did in the same state were because um, even even when we were in the same state, we weren't always recording together. But sometimes we were actually in the same state. So you get what you pay for may have been done in Brooklyn. Um, but after that, like um, Abandoned Theme Park EP. Most of the stuff we've done haven't been in the same in the same place. So maybe maybe most of uh what? Yeah, rubber soul. Rubber and, um maybe rubber souls was one in the same. Rubber souls. Um rubber souls and sandwich shop. Rubber souls and sandwich shop were the two. And I feel like you get what you pay for probably uh, now you get what you pay for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get what you pay for it too, because you were in Brooklyn when we did that. No, no, my bad, my bad, my bad. Now you get what you pay for. Yeah, but, but you get what you pay for um, also. You and what we were in Brooklyn when we did those. Two. Yeah. But we never really record two. in the same room anyway. Like, even when we okay. are in the same city. So that's uh -huh. why, like, that question was tough. Because I'm like, hmm, let me see. We may have been in the same city, even if we weren't in the same room. Did that, You know, that's just the, the way we've always recorded. So we, we've been like, you know, let's stick to that. That's like the, you know, the... North Carolina trunks under the Chicago Bulls shorts. Let's just, for good luck, let's just leave it how it's been. So, um, yeah, even in, in the same city, we still record in different rooms. But to answer your question, yeah, I think that since Moonlighting, this is, I know for a fact we did this one. The one that, what this has in common with Moonlighting the most is the production, which is mostly me and Brick Beats. And um, that and Brooklyn Natty, these are like the three records that, Myself, myself and Brick did most of the production. Not all of it, but, you know, the majority. Okay. Um, the first release from the album, So Good, features Cooley High. How did that collab come about? Kick some grown man raps. Kick some grown man raps. 
Interesting. I'm new to the city. Coming through jiggy like I'm trying to bag Missy. This bar right here used to be different. But rappers are sensitive, so I fixed it. Y'all wave hop, we keep the same features. Everything ain't a brain teaser either. Please bring two Cohibas. These two Charlie Browns kept busting rhymes and became leaders. I said these. Nah, forget it. Uh, Don can tell you that one. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, I, I I don't really. <laughs> uh, My memory is kind of cloudy, but I I know that um. I'm pretty sure. Tell me if I'm wrong, Bon. I'll, I'll I'll give my account and you'll tell me if I'm correct. <laughs> Charlie lives in Brooklyn, and me and Charlie, like you know, we hang out, we see each other a lot. He comes to the comedy show that I DJ, and I remember he came one time, and I was like, "Yo, I got something for you, man. You gotta get you on some joint. Got to get you on a joint." And that was the joint I was talking about getting him on. Uh, so good. Yeah, pretty much. He. I remember you said, um, you know, uh, you had came to me like either. Charlie wanted to do something for the album. This was super early. Charlie wanted to do something or you wanted to do something with Charlie. But either way, I just know it came from a conversation the two of you had back in New York. And um and yeah, and we 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 had the we had some tracks from Brick. And uh, I was like, oh somebody, I don't know. We we was like, you know, let's try this one out. Let's see what happens with this one. And then from there. I said it just makes sense to have tab one on it too, and just and just turn it into like a, a, a duo, a two duo thing. You know what I mean? So it just made sense from there. And um, yeah, that song it took a while to take shape because we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do with it exactly. Like, do we want it to be, you know, this like a like what what type of vibe we were going for? Was it be like a track with a hook? And we like break down verses, or are we gonna all try to go back and forth, or what are we gonna do? And it, it ended up being, it ended up being what it is. You know what I mean? So good. Okay, it reminded me of the EPMD. Y'all remember EPMD was doing a duos album? They no. I, apparently that sounds familiar. Apparently it's done, but now they're saying they won't release it. It's like they got Helter Skelter, Black Moon, all the other duos except for like. Um, Outcast, obviously. I think Run DMC. Mm-hmm. I think they got everybody. Ray and Ghost, and they were putting out this duos album, EPMD, and I think they just said, "Fuck it, <laughs> they're not doing it." That, that sounds familiar, yeah. man. Because I know they they had a dope single that they were about to put out. I want to say late 2019, but with the pandemic stuff, they probably said, you know, if, if we can't go toward this, because that's mainly what, like, you know. 90s groups legendary groups do is they put stuff out to like tear europe up so but i know they like they had a single that was a jam it was just a snippet but that i don't know if it was from that album or what but i remember eric uh posting it on instagram that's absolutely tragic because the concept alone of that is just mind-blowing it's crazy right when you like like you know when you said duos i didn't know who to expect so when you started listing names of like 
that's wild because it's never been done. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things like, like I can't think of a time that is ever. I can't think of another occurrence of that happening. It's just like an album no. full of rap duos. So yeah, it's Eric, a crazy concept. If you're listening, if you're listening, drop that. And <laughs> they, they should let us. They should add us to it. Let us let us jump on that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get this to Eric Sherman. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they scrapped it, man, which is horrible. Yeah. Um, 18, Vaughn, the song A-Team is crazy. Um, without snitching, take mm-hmm. me into the production of that song, because that's a, that's a little bit different. We've been on the A-Team, knocking people page keys. Knock them out the way, please. Please, 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 knock them out the way, please. Please, 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 knock them out the way, please. We've been on the A-team, knocking people hate these, knock them out the way, please. Please, 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 knock them out the way, please. Please, 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 knock them out the way. Rap dope for rap folks, bathed with the black soap. Curl toes in his eggs with Tabasco. Relax, no, cause the taze in the black folks. It's like hope, better than the gunshot. I'm one drop, Ireland and I upscotch. Buckshot with the Timbs at the puff spot. Top notch, ever since brick chop swat. Magnitude, pop pop, oh my god. Your dog see his new tea and many cheese hard. Your bra keep my default, I want a key fob. Quit hating on Lil So and So's Leotard. They over there minding they business, how we involved. Tie your mo with the smoke too. Kids box, not fucking with the old dudes. Rock plan B, never mind the old two. Paul Profile, I ain't gonna hold you. We've been on the A-team, knocking people hate these, knock them out the way, please. Please, please, please knock them out the way, please. Please, please, please knock them out the way. Okay, um So the the uh the the, the, the sample source it was all about that. That it was all about that, and I had that, and I was like, "That's like, and not even catchy, but that's like infectious to me." It was like that's like the, it's kind of like the 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 whistle and express yourself in WA. Like that's the piece that you hear that piece and be like, "I remember that part of the beat." Like if I had to hum it, or like the part that's sticking out is that. So I said, "I want to make a track around that," but here's here's what happened. Um. I was I was trying to come up with something, and I got I, it wasn't working out right. Like I kept trying different things, it wasn't working out right. So I got like I got frustrated, and walked away from my uh, controller. My and my control I use machine, you know, it's powered USB. Got frustrated, walked away, and I guess like it, the 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 plug came out or whatever. So when I came back to plug it back in, hit play something glitched and the um the uh swing went all the way to 99 so when you listen to it and you like you hear like like what the hats are doing and how the drums sound that's actually that's actually a mistake that was like i in frustration i was like i can't figure out how i want this to sound so walked away usb came out plugged it back in later and then now the, the the drums are doing that super duper shuffle that they do, and I was like, "Yo, this this works. This is perfect. I, this is not while it wasn't intended, it works and it's perfect." And then I, I sent that track to Don because I was actually 
I was I was making tracks for One Word No Space. Um, that's why I feel like if you listen to One Word No Space songs like Member When and um, One Word Slash No Space, it fits that same kind of vibe. It has that same like screens. It has that same moody kind of vibe to that beat. And um, Don didn't end up using that one at the time. So we, you know, went back into the pile. And when it was Tanya Morgan time, pulled it back up and, you know, wrote to it. But yeah, pretty much as far as that track goes, it started out with a little vocal sample. And I had the, um, I had the way I arranged all the, the keys and everything. But I just couldn't figure out exactly how I wanted the drums to sound. And through the magic of mistakes, you know what I'm saying? That that that's what we got. That's that's so dope. Um, Don, I feel like lyrically on this album, you it seemed like you had a point to prove. The Don Will um, show. <laughs> Big fat. On a couple verses, man, you just blacked out, like uh reaching the sky. Um, you might not know that I bar up niggas. Like, did you go into this album trying to show people who may not be aware of what you're capable of. Yeah. Evolved and adapted. This is way beyond rapping. This is say beyond tapping. We just making all magic. I'm the art. Tatted like Basquiat's canvas. Mobbing out the Paris with the squad. Don't compare us. Quite an eyeful. Follow the stories off with triumph. Simple strategy. We just follow when I gut. A seat at the table got me eating pretty stable. You should see what they pay to watch is mind the mic cable. Double Dutch with my Brooklyn bruh. A living legend. You should look him up. I'm on my Sammy Davis entertaining or in the Awkward situation like Larry David. Check the credits if you miss me. Pants sagging, pulling up my IMDb. Dry eye leaking every time I'm speaking. When they find out he's an Einstein mind thinking. Watch me glide on a beat and slide off with the auntie who know every single word I want you to want me. I'm Don Willing. If you know me from Twitter, you might not know that I bar up niggas. Nice to meet you. Absolutely. Um, I went into this album. From a writing perspective, you know, fans of Tanya Morgan, people who have been around from day one, like, you know, if you follow the trajectory in the career, you, 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 like, you know, that we, we take the writing aspect of, of the, the thing seriously. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, it's, it's not like, um, it's not, it doesn't come second to anything we do. It's kind of like the, the heart of it. I feel like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, for 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 the people that were um that this is their first listen to Tanya Morgan, the people that are like if they're hearing it for the first time, I just wanted them to know like, all right, these dudes can rap. This dude, he can rap. You know what I'm saying? So if if any if I take nothing away from this album, is that this guy can rap. And if I go back to the rest of the discography, I have context. It's not like it's not like some most improved MC. It's not like some dude who's just like you just understand that like the bars were there. I just I don't know, man. I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like this might be the rosé talking. You know what I'm saying? Shouts to <laughs> the the can canned rosé. But I feel like there's a lot of people that don't know I make music. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people. I, f- I have I have varied fan bases. I have fan bases from different aspects of you know the things that I do. Some people just know I DJ. Some people they just see me at comedy shows and shit. So the, a, a lot of my point to prove was in fact to just be like, look, I know how to rap. Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if um 
I don't know, like that that attitude is always prevalent. I think that I think that MCs in general, we all have like that point to prove. We're always just trying to be like, you know, like from from the competitive nature of being like I'm the best or the competitive nature of saying like my crew's the dopest. It just comes from that. But I just had a more focused pointed goal to prove on this one. Like, you know, I take the pin seriously. Don't don't get it twisted. Okay. Straight up. Um the song uh, Fresh Lemonade. It might be the most important song you guys ever made. Um, and this is kind of like a tough question, but what do you what do you think it'll take to stop this shit? Like, like, what do you think it'll take to stop police and even civilians from harassing and killing unarmed black people? Because I, I don't I don't see a change. It's 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 America, but uh-huh. something has to change. Is my hope and my Fresh lemonade, one cup for a dollar. Fresh lemonade, one cup for a buck. Yeah, the hood got turned to Woodstock, but there's no free love for our block. Little Sammy trying to sell candy, knocked on the brownstone door exactly. 4.15 p.m. Broad day outside. By the way, he's 10. Now a person, well, I won't say their race. Yells, what are you doing from behind the gate? Do you have a permit? Can I see ID? Little Sammy shook. Like, wait, who, me? I'ma call police. Citizens arrest. There's a teen at my door. Don't you take one step. They're cut, uh, black, uh, Afro-American. Soliciting goods. Please hurry. I can't grip their arm much longer. Please let me go, Miss Sam. Terrified to the point where he might piss. Officer pulls up, ma'am, what's the harm? Let go of this child's arm if you want their mom. They are free to sell chocolates while being chocolate. In so many words, said different, but she got the shit. Officer Smith says, Sam, you good? If you want to press charges, I probably would. The woman is outraged. I'ma sue the police. Ma'am, you're wasting my time. Sam just want to leave. Look. This young child lives four doors down You should get to know your neighbors This is their town, please Now ma'am, look, before we leave Would you like the M&M's? Two bucks a piece, yeah Is my hope And my place Is Fresh lemonade, one cup for a dollar Fresh lemonade, one cup for a buck Fresh lemonade, one cup for a dollar. Fresh lemonade, one cup for a buck. Stefan didn't make no. Khalif didn't make no. Trayvon ain't make no. Rakia didn't make no. You just moved in. Fresh set of keys. Newly renovated. Two year lease. You at the crib playing next where the hood at. Complaining about the natives on the neighborhood app. Cause they ain't people. 
they just problems. Nah. Calling the cops, sis, how you try to solve? Nah. Mike didn't make, Sandra ain't make, Freddie didn't make, Oscar ain't make. That protection and service makes us nervous, and that's at best. So imagine what the worst is, but you ain't got it, cause cops is top shots. No questions asked, just pop the black target. They fetishize and actively try eliminating, and we just try to turn lemons into lemonade. Fresh lemonade, one cup for a dollar. Fresh lemonade, one cup for a buck. Fresh lemonade, one cup for a dollar. Fresh lemonade, one cup for a buck. But you know, I'm, I'm one, I'm one of those defund defund abolish niggas so you know what i'm saying like i'm kind of drastic with mine <laughs> and i'm that way because i don't think there is a way that it changes you can't you can't build on top of what's already built i mean it's 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 embedded you know what i'm saying like so again like it might sound bleak but i don't see it changing because i don't i don't see the the function of the police is too unilateral it's like they shouldn't have their hands in so many pots when it comes to just negotiating stressful situations like if i if i if i'm having if i'm having trouble with anything my go-to should not be to call the police if i'm having if i'm having, if i'm having trouble with like a mental breakdown or like um like all you have is police or medical emergencies ems so like if you call if you call you can't really call anybody for anything in between all of that so if it's not crime or if it's not something medical who do you call like sometimes it's not even crime sometimes you call the police like, I think, uh, I don't know if it was Yuvon or somebody else, but somebody was like, people use police as their concierges. Yeah, that was, I got that from my wife. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. Like, yeah, I'm using and- them as a concierge. Like, him, I I have a, a, a slight, you know, discomfort over here. Call the police. <laughs> you know, so like, then they show up and fuck shit up. <laughs> a lot of people, so like, perfect example. I was, at, I was renting a car not too long ago, and a woman in the rental car agency, like a, a black woman, she was having like a kind of like a, a panic attack because she got news that her one of her like close family members had passed away. <sighs> and so she was like freaking the fuck out. And she was like hyperventilating, had to sit down. And a police officer was there. Um, so, you know, the police officer called the EMS and he was like kind of with her. It was like, a, it was like a white guy. But, you know, like Things didn't turn out any way, shape, or things turned out, things flowed smoothly, but just his presence in the room made everybody else tense, including the woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we all were aware that, like, depending on what his specific training and how he synthesized his training as a police officer, exactly. it could have been a number of ways. It's not like exactly this, it's case by case, person by person, and it's not like good apples and bad apples. It's the orchard growing the apples. It's the trees the apples are growing on. It has nothing to do with apples at this point. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if, if you're not, it's, it, I, for me, part of it, I don't have a definitive answer, but part of it is if you show people you're in a, I guess, I guess you know, I, I'll try to put it like this. If you, if you come from a customer service background and you're told the customer's always right, then you know you can't punch a customer in the face and get away with it. So if you come from a job where you say, hey, in 1991, four cops beat a dude up in L.A. and they got off. 
and 19 so on so on and so on you if you do this we we still got your back so you're gonna you have more reasons to feel like you can do it and not every person that gone through you know police academy and and has a badge and a gun has the best intentions or is, is even in their right mind so or you know that it's like it's like if I go if, if you go purchase a gun right now, there's a chance that yeah, I might have to use this on somebody and I'm kind of ready to use it on somebody. And like we all we're all human beings, just the same thing. So if you know for a fact that your job says, yo, you have you you got a right to shoot people and at your discretion, and we know why you should do it, but it's at your discretion. If you make a mistake, you still good. So it's like it's less even if you're not a secret KKK nigga out here, you still know that I might shoot somebody, but I'm going to be all right. So why should I even worry as much as Vaughn walking down the street to shot somebody? I got to go. I got to get out the country if I can or something, you know, but they like go to work, say what happened. We're going to put you at the desk. You know, we're going to take your badge for a month or whatever. I mean, take your gun for a month or whatever. Or, you know, however they do it. But you're going to be fine, ultimately. And it's just going to be like, hey, man, it happens. But meanwhile, that yeah. person is dead. Because the, other aspect, you know I mean? is, the yeah. other aspect is when you, look at, when you look at it solely as a profession in relation to other professions, there are human error, there's human error in every human profession. Human error. So let's say you work at like, let's say you work at like a, a, a manufacturing plant and you fuck up a car that goes out on the assembly line and that car gets to a crash. There's a lawsuit. The lawsuit comes back to affect the company. Doesn't affect you personally. You might get, you know what I'm saying? Like you might get some sort of like um, um, reprimanding for that. You might get put on, mm-hmm. or they, they might flat out fire you because in that situation, you're not as valuable as like say a police officer. But if you're a police officer, the human error could be some the result in the loss of life. And depending on who your manager is, who your lieutenant is, who all of the, the people above you are, you know, like you're expected, like it's almost expected that loss of life can kind of just happen on the job there. So there had to be safeguards in place. And that's all that, like even that thin blue line shit, man, like that's just about like a lot of times police officers identify, don't identify as people, they identify as police officers. Absolutely. Anybody else that belongs to like a very um, a group, like a very a, brotherhood yeah. type bonded thing, they identify as that above who they are. So exactly, you know, like, I just don't. It's like the us against them nature of kind of like the, the 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 thing that we're locked into. It's not an imagined thing. It's not like police officers. I just feel like a lot of police officers identifies something other like they identify as police first before their race. First, before, yeah, and know. even even be even up to family, like in, in some cases, in some cases it could be like somebody they can see a family member do something and they they gonna take that family member in. <laughs> like I mean something that's like, you know, not murdered somebody or something, but I don't know, just an example of you 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 put you put your job above them, and in other cases, you could see something super crazy happen from your partner, and you got your partner's back. Versus if a person did half of this, it's not the same way, and it's just it's like it's turned into like a almost like a legal gang kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like you kind of could do what you want to do. You know? I think it's always been that way. 
It's always been that way. It, what you said, Don, reminds me of like uh, the military. It's it's almost mm-hmm. the same thing. Like they identify as I'm a Marine. <laughs> you know, I'm you know like mm-hmm. I'm this. It's not like I'm a person. I'm Joe. I'm I'm a I'm a Navy SEAL. Whatever. Yeah, it's the same kind of indoctrination. I think they just it's, they beat it in their heads. Like this, it's know. bigger than like when you say military. You got to think about like part of military training is that they they strip you of your personhood to kind of make you to kind of make you feel like you're part of a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. So like I would imagine the police force to be kind of like a, a sort of scaled down version of that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's not full immersion in that. You know, like the, the military, you go off and you're away from family. Like you just you're it's focused. Police force, you kind of come home and live amongst. This, live amongst the the people you police, or a lot of times not, because a lot of police officers don't live in the communities communities they police. But you know what I'm saying? Like you you come back and be around your wife and your kids and your family, and you still like have that sort of bond to your family, but you're also forming this sort of deeper bond to your coworker, your partner, because they don't like you know what I'm saying? Like when you think about teachers, teachers take their work home, but in a different way. Like police officers, you know. They, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm derailing a little bit. Even, even, in, in our song with what you said, our song, it doesn't provide a full. It does clearly, it don't provide a full solution because we, we would be politicians or something if that was the case. But the, the, the song is, is given like one of a, a minor solution of you know a person of the neighborhood that knows the neighborhood. That's what my verse is about, and then. Don's verse kind of zooms out mm-hmm. and, and looks at the bigger picture. And, um, you know, like, the, you know, I, I would track, like I, I said somewhere else, I was a little afraid to even put it out because the simple fact that I didn't, you know, the, the officer I'm speaking about in the song isn't villainized. So I didn't want anybody to think I was like, some blue lives matter <laughs> but like but, you know here's just here is this could be one of the things that can help if anything can help and it can be a person that knows the neighborhood and knows the kid and it's not just a face and you know the woman that's making the call on the song she's using the police like the concierge and she's looking at this child like a man that's threatening her and um the cop shows up and is like hey you need to take a look around because this is where you are now and Don expands on that a little bit more. But, you know, even in relation to what you're saying in terms of, like, the role that the police officer played in your verse by not being, like, the bad cop, not being a villainized cop, I mean, there are there are police officers that, that do community policing. There are police officers that have good intentions. There are police officers that... Do the crate challenge. Yeah, like, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> but, Again, it, it just goes back to my point about it's not about good or bad apples. It's about the orchard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. Just, exactly. It's because, again, like, when you look at the cap, when you look at the Capitol riots, the police officer who's, like, being pedestaled and a hero is a black man. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. like, by all means, like, he did his motherfucking job. He went in there and made he – protect, he, he protected and served that aspect. But, again, it, it has nothing to do with him as a person. It has everything to do with the fact that the – the um the job you know what i'm saying <laughs> the profession itself is just so so intrinsically flawed that it's hard to it's hard to celebrate the good in them when the bad in them is always prevalent you know what i'm saying because again like uh, like the, the whole cops and robbers thing you know we come up playing cops and robbers 
But at the end of the day, when you think about it, who's good and who's bad in cops and robbers? <laughs> I, I was <laughs> like, about you know to say, like, I was like, I was about to say, I don't, I don't know how. Like, it's you know, the, the three of us sitting here. I'm sure we have a, the three of us have a very similar experience. Where if you walk into, if you turn the corner, and it's ten bloods and ten crips, you're like, oh shit. You turn the corner and it's ten cops. You still like, oh mm-hmm. shit. Yep. So who's the who's the hero? You know what I mean. So who who's the person that you turn the corner and don't say, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like I might feel a little more comfortable as long as I don't have on the wrong colors mm-hmm. with the gang members. You know what I mean? I have a, a friend who works in uh, law enforcement and <clears throat> she works in a county jail mm-hmm. and we we're having a discussion and she said to me, oh, you hate the police? I said, no, I don't hate the police. The police hate me. <laughs> you, you got <laughs> you know? it. You got to twist it now. <laughs> but that's the mentality. Um I don't want to get yeah, too, I, don't, I, I don't want to get too deep off in that, but yeah, no, I fail you. You already know we we fail you on that. It's I, I remember being in the seventh grade, and a group of cops rolled up on me and my friends walking from school, and harassed us, we're kids. And he said, <laughs> "It's it's funny to me now," but he's like, "All of y'all are fags who piss like bitches." <laughs> He said this to kids, right? And I, I, out of the blue, we were children. I was a nerd, man. I wasn't no troublemaker. I played Nintendo. Like I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. listening to Daylight Soul and playing Nintendo. That's that was my life. I was not a troublemaker. Same. But that's how when you, I think it's when like when you hit puberty as a black man, you become a suspect, and and mm-hmm. it's like your verse. It's like let's let's call you know. Here's a boy. Here's a boy who looks like a man. Let's you know. Let's get the police over here. Mm-hmm. And um, this was a black cop who said that, by the way. You know, that's the only time said. a gun has been pulled on me was been it was a black cop that did it. And like, and period. I'm talking about cops or robbers. The only time, thank God, so far, thank God, but a gun's been pulled on me. Hopefully, the last time it was a black cop. And also, a cop when we were about that age, we might have been in sixth, seventh grade. A cop um, elbowed my friend. They were on bikes, and um, I will. I'll admit, my friend did say something to them. Like he, well, he said something to us. He, because I say it was three cops on bikes. Two of them rolled by, and it was a big gap. And we walking, and he was like, you know, you know, young kids trying to be trying to be big and bad. Punk ass cops. But he said he didn't scream it to them. He said it to us, like, hey, punk ass cops. Not knowing it was one behind us, elbows him in the neck and stops. And he said, "Yeah, I heard you. What if I? What if I? You know, I don't remember exactly what he said because we was in shock. He was like, "What if I harm you right now? And your 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 punk ass moms or your punk ass pops ain't gonna do a fucking thing about it. We'll take you and lock you in the car and blah blah blah." And we was like, you know, that was our first experience with that. So besides what I'm saying. Even like even that scenario, like like not to keep circling the drain, but like even that scenario, like it's the power dynamic. Because again, like if that police officer was just a person, like a white dude, and your friend was like punk ass white people or some shit, and the white dude elbowed him, there's a power dynamic. Like the power dynamic is more equal versus punk ass cop, a police officer coming and elbowing you. Like what are you gonna do? Because in 
no matter how you cut it, when it's your word against theirs and the theirs is the police officers where your word is worth nothing. It's up. They could have just said dude could have just said watch your mouth or something like that. Right, they right, right. It he's talk, it's kids and he's talking to children, but you know what I'm saying? They they uh, they they turn us into adults at their leisure. When they when they when they feel like we should be adults, we're adults. And when they feel like yep. when they feel like uh you know kids when they feel like <laughs> I don't mean to make it like about race, but when they feel like you know oh, yeah. someone who doesn't look like us should be a, a child, it could be a twenty two year old kid. He's just a kid. He didn't know what he was doing. Yep, he's just yeah yeah yeah. We got Tamir Tamir Rice Tamir Rice twelve in the in a playground. Child, child. Uh, a Trayvon Martin was a kid. They they they, they, they they demonized him. Yeah, it's it's. We could go on and on about this. Even um, Mike Brown. I don't care how tall, big he was. He's a kid. Kid, kid. Yeah. Who, who was walking away? Who <laughs> was going the other way? Man, do you ever like? Do y'all that, ever just? And that's why these the songs other? exist. And you know, it's the the most not the most we can do. But one of the things we can do to try to cope with it is is put it in the put it in the art, you know. In addition right. to the, all the other things we all been trying to do, you know. Like sometimes, sometimes I travel through Brooklyn or travel through cities, and I see I see high school age kids that are taller than me, that have more facial hair than me. They're like they're just, they just look more. They like if you're judging based on scale, sure. If you're reducing it just scale, they're they're larger than me, but. If you, you look at their kid. faces, man, you look at their faces, they're babies. You know what I'm saying? You should look at the way, like, look at the walk, like, the, the lack of confidence. You know, like, just like, you know, like, you yeah. look like a, a goofy kid. I mean, but we, we see that. We see that. And it's so sad that other people don't. It is. It is. Because, like, like, even going back to, even even when I look at the, the video of Trayvon, I was like, he just was a lanky kid. He, he went to the, he put the Skittles down. And just like a tall, little lanky kid, I'm like, man, this kid's gonna go play freaking Pokemon or something. You know what I mean? Like, but to other people's eyes, you know what I mean? To me, I'm like, this is a kid. But to other people's eyes, they don't see that. You know? Wasn't armed, was defending himself. Mm-hmm. And, and Zimmerman gets off. It's the crazy shit. Again, even with his energy, like this is like he just he just came across, and I'm not I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way. Clearly, he just came across like a, a tall, awkward kid walking. You know what I mean? It's like, to but, us. He, but that still doesn't mean that still don't that it still don't deserve. He still didn't deserve that. Is the penalty like, even 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 if is yeah, the, the penalty? The penalty. That. Let's just say it was a fist fight. It was a fist fight. The penalty is death, and 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 mm-hmm. and you can get away with it and not be a cop mm-hmm. and get away with it. And that's a whole other, that's a whole other side of the that's a whole other side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Whole other that, that's deeper. Yeah, <sighs> way deeper, way deeper. All right, let's let's get back into the album. Um, my favorite joint on the album is "We Go High." Uh, Vaughn, in your verse, you say we've been in this forever. We lasted. We lasted. When Tanya Morgan formed, did you foresee being where you are today? Up there. Up there. We go high and stays up 
that look. Uh, uh, D-Swing, he can't uh, see that look. He go super over loopy, losing it. Listen up to tell me how I'm doing it. I'm not him, but them I gotta go for me. If she's squirming, put it in the soda stream. Ha, you nasty, you nasty. We been in this forever. We lasted, we lasted. I'm faster when fasting. Flip flops, ball shorts, undershirt, iPad. Having to have fun, of course. Please don't disturb me if we ain't family. Bro, I might flip right, even have my caffeine. You've never had things. This is how it can be. Mad auditions at the camp heat. Isn't even looking for a protege. What was me? Backpack, fly guy. Ain't nobody close. Over me styling, aunties prowling, Audrey, Courtney, waving and smiling. Vaughn Peak, get your ass up to go high and stays up there. We go high and stays up there. I can't see that love. Speed Wilson can't see that love. Kai, he can't see that love. Bosco, he can't see that love. Yes and no. Um, we, Tanya Morgan, when we first started out, we wanted to do one album. And then as things started to take off, people started to, you know, hear about us and, um, give us attention and stuff. We said, okay, so let's make this a three album thing. We're going to do three albums. It's going to be a Tanya Morgan trilogy. And then Don is going to go off and become Nelly. And I'm going to go off and become Jay-Z and Elias is going to go off and become Ludacris. And we're going to be these rap superstars with platinum albums. <laughs> Although we weren't making that kind of music, but you know, I, I mean, it was post, it was like, it was post blueprint college dropout. So people that were making music like us were hitting the mainstream. So, you know, we all, we all had that hope, I guess, if you want to call it that. So, you know, the Tanya Morgan thing started out as a side project and we all had, loftier plans initially just as you know three three young cats with the whole with nothing to lose and just the world ahead of you and what are we going to do but we you know tanya morgan just kept taking off and taking off and taking off and the attention was there and i was like yo why would we we were all like why would we stop this when like this we, we, we like doing this. We continue to make Tanya Morgan music. We continue to do Tanya Morgan shows. We continue to do all things. We, we have put Tanya Morgan on the front burner, so why would we now stop that? But initially, when we, when we first started, it was supposed to be like a little side project. So to answer your question, we saw that um, we would, you know, still be around and things like that, but we didn't necessarily think it would be as Tanya Morgan. I think we all just thought we would still be just as creative people, just as artists. We maybe thought we'd be like being platinum or something, but <laughs> but that's about it. That's really, but, but you know, where we ended up is a weird space because depending on who you talk to, we could be up here or we could still be, oh, they never made it. But dependent is just dependent on who you talk to. To some people, we super underrated. To some people, we legends to them. And it's just, you, you know, we, we, we just got to continue to do what we do and not get caught up in, oh, we underrated and not get caught up in, oh, we legends. Just, we, we Tanya Morgan. And as long as Don wants to borrow up niggas and <laughs> me and Brick got some tracks, and you know, and I want to rap, then that's that's what we'll continue to do. Whether it's 
a Tanya Morgan album or it's a Don Will album that I'm working on or a Vaughn P album he's working on or just, you know, like this is my creative partner forever, even if it's not a Tanya Morgan project. But um, that's what we're just trying to trying to keep it there. And, you know, people are starting to look back now and see we've been around and like have earned whatever prestige and respect we have. But we want to just keep going and we don't want to get we don't want to live off of that respect we want to keep building on it you know don you got something to add um you know i remember when we were doing um welcome to loud minority there's a track um at the very end i don't remember this verse specifically but von bond's like he's like saying if 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 none of us want to make continue to make music We'll, we'll have made the impact that we made. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like paraphrasing the verse. We'll have made an impact if none of us decide to continue to make music. But if we keep making music, we're going to make it together. You know what I'm saying? And like, for me, I never really saw. I don't know what I saw, but I didn't really, I didn't see us. I didn't see us being anything other than what we are right now. You know what I'm saying? People that care a lot about music, people that enjoy making music together, like, um, you know, even even down to our features, man, like we're just. Our music is such a personal thing that we would rather work with people we know and like and enjoy and can text with and can hang out and have a beer with than work with somebody who is just like, let's do this for the look. Because, you know, what I'm saying like and I mean, like the look is the easiest thing because that's just financial or that's just like relationship based where like you can find somebody to holler at somebody, whatever, whatever. But I think working with your friends is harder because you have to negotiate and navigate the friendship as well as the working relationship. And if the friendship is stronger, strong enough, the working relationship just kind of like falls in place. You know what I'm saying? I I just want to add on to that real quick and say, for some people, some people don't see us in a certain light or whatever, because of the people we haven't worked with. Like you look at some people when some names come up, you know, because, you know, end of the day, we're rappers, man. And rappers, we, we, we still look like, rappers look at each other, whether we want to admit it or not. We look at each other and say, hey, why are they talking about him? I'm nicer than him. You know, you know, <laughs> we all do it, whether we want to admit it or not. But in our case, you know, we, rock, we, we, we keep our stuff super organic, super in-house. And, you know, that leads to, you know, you, you, you haven't, you haven't heard us on the song with Buster Rhymes or whoever, so you're not seeing us in that room. And I know it happens because, I mean, you you, you see it. You see it like it'll be somebody you never heard of, but they have an album with somebody or they have a, a video with, with a, a cool cameo in it. And that cosign makes you be like, oh, let me check this out. You're down with so-and-so. And us is like, we never really went hard on the whole, like, you know, whatever cosigns we've had, we never went super hard on them. So some people still see us as the guys over in this corner, but you know, it it is what it is. And there have been a lot of times where there's been stuff that I didn't want to do because I was like, you know, I can, I can, I can get on this song with this person and they'll be paid off to do it. But at the end of the day, will they even listen to the feature they just did? And I don't, I don't want to do that because you know, like, 
I want to do that. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of people that you know. Hey, like you know, on on just different projects, even not even necessarily Tanya Morgan stuff. It could be other guys' project or whatever. And it's like, yo, if we get so and so right now, and it's like, yo, that would be awesome. But I want it to be organic, and if it can't be organic, then I'd rather not do it. So the people you have heard us with. Whether it's you know ADA Keys, Sky Zoo, Questlove, whoever, it, it was organic, and it was because you know we mess with each other, and not because you know somebody made a call that made a call, and now you're on this song with us and don't even know who we are, and that's just that's been something that's been I've been concerned with, you know. Yeah. Hope that makes sense. <laughs> All right, last question. Who is the Don and Von album made for? I, I said it on the intro. Don may Don may have a different person that he's made it for a different, but me, because although you know it's our record and we're we're two man collective or whatever, I made this record for the people I was speaking to at the very beginning of the album. The people that you got hip to us through your parents, through your big homies, through your aunt, through your uncle, your big cousin. Like when I said some of y'all was raised on us, so what's up? I'm talk I'm talking to them. I'm still making music for us, but I'm trying to talk to, I'm trying to also connect with people who listen to us through the, with their big homies cuz we have fans that you know their their father put them on to us, their moms put them on to us. They you know again just big homies, big cousin whoever put them on to us. So it's like I, I never seen, uh, I didn't see Michael Jackson did the robot on that show for the first time. I saw that on, you know, I saw that years later, but my mom put me on the Michael Jackson. And so I was a fan or I, I, I was too young to see Purple Rain. But when I got older, I had, you know, my aunts or whoever put me on the Purple Rain and then I became a fan. So clearly not comparing us to Prince or Mike, but <laughs> This album for me is is like a reintroduction to people that grew up on us. For me, it's like yo, we rapping to you as like yo, we we your big homies, we're the big uncles now. Like even if you listen to some of the stuff we saying on the album, it's kind of like we're damn near mentoring somebody. And um, especially like I would say, especially like the last record, the last joint on the album, it damn near sound like a, a mentorship. And um. It would be preaching to the choir if if I'm saying to you, yo, you know, whatever, whatever we're saying on that record, yo, this is what was going on when I was younger, blah, blah, blah. You and I, we might be able to reminisce on that, but I'm telling somebody like, yo, this is how it was, even down to like gentrification on the last record. I'm like, yo, growing up, I grew up in the end of the hood hood, but we was trick-or-treating, we was knocking on everybody's doors. People on crack had candy, drug dealers had candy. It was still a unit. And don't ever let somebody tell you, we just woke up one day, we were slaves, and then the next thing you know, it was the wire. Like it was slavery, it was black exploitation, it was the wire. That's it. <laughs> so it's like, yo, that's that's my thing. I'm like telling you, yo, even in oh the you know, the crack era, blah, 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 it still was a it still was unity. The block parties wasn't getting shot up. The block party ended when the food was gone. And that's me that's me talking to you know, 25 year old or whatever. But at the same time, I'm hoping people my age and older 
are like, yep, I remember that. Yep, we was doing that. It wasn't slavery, the Mac and the wire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so long story short, that's what it is for me. It's like, I'm talking to younger cats and hopefully they're listening to it with the big homie that put them on to us. And hopefully they're both listening. And you know, the, the person that's 45, that's like not as plugged in anymore they still got their younger brother that's 30 that's like, yo, you know, them cats you put me on to got a new album. It's like, word? And then they hear it and be like, oh, these these cats are still, they still doing it, you know? So that's, um, to stop rambling, that's what I'm talking to. Yeah, like for me, um, you know, I look at this album as kind of fan service in a way, uh, meaning that, you know, like, from the production squad being largely largely comprised of the same people that did Brooklyn Addy to just the the features to just like the writing itself to the songs it for me anyway it was just about making sure the people who are rock with us were satisfied and from that like hoping the word of mouth would spread it you know what i'm saying but like cuz again like I didn't go into this album thinking about new listeners until, you know, like, like toward, like towards the end, you, you always consider new, new listeners. So, you know what I'm saying? Like there are certain aspects of the record where I'm like, all right, if somebody's discovering us for the first time, that's what's up. But for me, it's, it was always about just kind of like, all right, so who's still around? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cause you have with every project, there are different fan bases that come. You have the core, you have the run of like the new people and you have the people that have left. So but every album, but like, you know, the carryover is always the core. So for me, it's just like, all right, so what if, what's the comp, what's the through line for all of our projects and how do we make sure that that's the integrity of that is held and we still expand on the sound and make it feel fresh and updated. And like, you know, just from the production squad to just making sure we had like, you know, a, a, a nice balance of songs and record flow cohesively. Like I feel like that kind of took care of that, but for me it was just about fan service. Um, my my inspiration too, just to add on again, it's funny how I'm still being inspired by a Tribe Core Quest to this day because the last Tribe album, everything Don just uh, said, that's what the last Tribe album felt like to me. Mm -hmm. It was like, this is what I know. It's not the same exact thing. But this is what I know. Like, I hear people's instinctive. I hear Midnight Marauders. I hear Love Movement. I hear I hear Tribe on this whole album. To me, like, I, I love that last Tribe album. And it, it felt like these are still the cats that I know, but today. And it's they're not trying to recapture anything, but they still, they caught that same vibe. And they caught that same chemistry, that same energy, and turned it into some music for today without trying to sound like today without trying to sound like trap or whatever the hell it's like a tribe was still tribe but it, it didn't sound like they was trying to be the 90s and for us i feel like tm is still tm but we're not trying to be you know blog we're not trying to be the blog rappers today or like you know like that ever we're not we're not trying to act like it's still brooklyn addy year but you know we we sound how we sound today and it's not it's still us and we're not trying we, we still just doing mm -hmm. us you know all right tanya morgan 
Thank you for joining the realhiphop.com podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for Good having out. us. Peace. Peace, peace. The real hip hop MCing and DJing from your own mind, you know. I guess right now we should start the show.